Welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking. My name is Larry Frank, and I am fired up today. The day after round one of the NFL draft. Boy, oh boy, what a great night and what a great experience the NFL gave us last night. Um, we start off today with some unpleasant news as the older brother of Dak Prescott unfortunately has passed away at the age of 31. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the entire Prescott family. We also want to wish a speedy recovery to Vin Scully, the longtime broadcaster for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who was hospitalized after falling at his home. Last night, I thought the NFL did a terrific job, just a terrific job on the entire program. I was really, really, really happy with what I saw. And, you know, not a lot of surprises in round one. There was a couple, and we'll go over them. And later on in our show, we're actually going to detail some of our local teams, such as the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, the New York Jets, who we have a very big following of, a lot of listeners that follow the New York Jets, and just as many, if not more, that also follow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll go over that in a little bit. But, you know, yesterday, I don't think with the first pick, anybody was surprised. Okay, here we go. With the first pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. So I don't think that was a surprise to anyone on this face of the earth. They actually announced before the draft that they were officially picking him and that uh, they were actually going to give his, his uniform number is going to be number nine. So if you listen to Frankly Speaking or you follow our page on Facebook, you would know that that was already decided uh, hours before the draft began. And want to remind you all, I know a lot of you have been following our Facebook page, but we also have a new Facebook group page. So we're now a group. And we've had so many members join up yesterday. It's just like our Facebook page, uh, except now we're able to do more as far as poll questions and live events and things like that. So as we continue to grow, uh, you know, we'll continue to keep doing these enhancements. If you're already a member or follower of the page, go to Frankly Speaking Sports. That's Frankly Speaking Sports. It'll go right to our member group and go ahead and join so you can get the latest information and updates in the world of sports. So, Joey Burrows goes number one. Why not? Only had 5,600 plus yards passing, 60 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, at LSU, he's 6'4", 216 pounds, had a 76.3 completion percentage in 2019. Get a hold of this. 402 uh, completions out of 527 attempts. That, that That's crazy. And then he also had an additional 360 yards rushing. So, you know... There was no surprise. Then at number two, you know, Chase Young. And, you know, I'm pretty happy because out of the top five picks, frankly speaking, sports podcast actually picked four of the people that were going to go in the top five picks. So maybe not necessarily in the order. The only one we didn't get right was at number three. We had Isaiah Simmons instead of... Jeff Okuda, but we'll go over that a little bit later. So number two, the Redskins decide to go with a defensive end. They go with Chase Young, probably the best defensive player in all of college football as he was the winner of the 10 Hendricks Awards 
which actually goes to the national outstanding defensive end um, in the league. Uh, you know, he led the league. Now, listen to what they get. They get a defensive end who had 16.5 sacks, 16 and a half sacks last year for Ohio State University. Then number three, the Lions decide to take Jeff Okuda. All right. You know, he is a great, don't get me wrong. Okuda is 6'1", 200 pound um, cornerback out of Ohio State as well. So the top three guys all played at Ohio State at one time. They actually were all teammates for Ohio State. Don't forget, Joe Burrows transferred over from Ohio State to LSU because he was playing behind Dwayne Haskins. So Okuda goes there. He had 29 tackles, two forced fumbles, and three interceptions. I really thought that the Lions would go for somebody like an Isaiah Simmons-type player there who did not go to number eight to the Arizona Cardinals. I, I thought I just was a big Isaiah fan. So Okuda goes three to the Lions. Then number four, okay, lot, some people were very surprised at this. They didn't think that uh, the New York Giants were going to go after an offensive tackle. I had him going in the top five picks. Here on Frankly Speaking, if you listen to our NFL uh, Draft Edition show, I said Andrew Thomas would go in the top five. I actually predicted him to go to the Redskins. But he goes to the New York Giants. And, you know, I talked to a couple of Giants fans yesterday. They seemed a little bit upset at first. I'm telling you what, you guys are getting a beast in Andrew Thomas at the tackle position. I mean, he's 6'5", he's 315 pounds. And let me tell you something about this guy, a great pass protector. And that's what you need there for Daniel Jones. You know, Daniel Jones is still real young and they didn't really do a great job protecting him. Then number five, and I'm only going to go through the top five and then I'll pick and choose a little bit, but... You know, I had this pick from day one. I don't know why. The only way I didn't have this gentleman going to the Miami Dolphins was if the Dolphins traded up with the Bengals to get Joe Burrows. But once Joe Burrows was a lock-in and Cincinnati Bengals said, there's no way, shape, or form that we are going to trade the number one pick, I was not, I was not surprised by this announcement. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavaloa, quarterback, Alabama. Well, that, that's right, Tua. Why wouldn't you pick Tua? The guy has, you know, in my opinion, one of the best mobility out of any quarterback in this draft. You know, and I can't see why people are acting so surprised or some of them so upset. This guy is going to be a major playmaker for the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagliavola is great mobility, has a great arm. Uh, yes, he has an injury. Everyone, he is fine. He is all back from the injury. Comes from a great, great family. So when that pick came up, you know, I, I really wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I was very happy, and I had that pick predict from number one. Now, if you want to go down in the draft, I, I'll tell you who probably had, in my opinion, the two teams that really stuck out to me. Uh, number one, the Miami Dolphins. Terrific. They had three picks, I believe, as I arrow down here. Um, Miami Dolphins took Austin Jackson, so they get Tagliavula. Uh, they get to her, they get Austin Jackson, the great tackle out of USC. So now they get somebody to protect him as well. And then they come back and they also have the 30th pick in the draft and they get a great cornerback. That's a cornerback from Auburn in Noah Igbenogofin, who is terrific. Those people attacks the ball real well. Plays great defense against the run. 
uh, handles, uh, you know, pass defense real well. Three great picks for the Miami Dolphins. Give them an A+. The other ones, and I love this draft, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I gave the Jacksonville Jaguars a lot of crap for dismantling that defense. But what they do in round one, you know what they do? They come back and they, they, they show me up and they get two great defenders. They start out at number nine with C.J. Henderson, the great cornerback out of Florida. That Gator was incredible. And for someone like me that had a lot of time watching the uh, Florida Gators, oh my gosh, are they going to enjoy him down there? So just when it couldn't get better for Jacksonville, they come back with the 20th pick and they pick one of the meanest and greatest linebackers in college football in Clavon Chasen. I mean, wow, two great defenders for the Jacksonville Jaguars in round one. So two teams really there that really surprised, I mean, surprised me pleasantly with some great picks. I would say that probably the biggest surprise, the biggest surprise for me in this draft came at the 26th pick by the Green Bay Packers. The Miami Dolphins have traded the 26th pick to the Green Bay Packers. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. It doesn't make sense. Why? You know, if my memory serves me right, Aaron Rodgers is only 36 years old. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have roughly another four years to play. You know, yes, down the road you're going to need another quarterback, but why didn't you go out there and fill a big need. Yes, Jordan Love's a good quarterback out of Utah State, put up some good numbers, but you just wasted a first-round draft pick on somebody that is going to be on your bench for four or five years. It's going to be like Aaron Rodgers was behind Brett Favre. It just doesn't make for great chemistry, and now every time Rodgers looks over his shoulder... He's going to have to worry about his love going to be the one that comes in. I don't know. To me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Want to remind you all that if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, things you want to talk about and want us to do on this show, all you have to do is leave a voice message here. And we'll get that voice message. And we'll actually put your message on the next episode of Frankly Speaking. You can also contact us at franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. You can also go to Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, go to Twitter, go at Larry Frankis with the U.S. at the end, and follow us. We also put our podcast on there for your listening pleasure. So that's one of the places you can listen to our podcast besides all the different podcast platforms that we are currently on. Also, starting yesterday, I know a lot of you are on our Facebook page. We're transferring over to a Facebook group. The group is now called Frankly Speaking Sports. Go to your Facebook up in the top where it lets you search, put uh, put frankly speak in sports. Go ahead, join our group, follow us, listen to us, and like us. We put the most updated information on there so you get the most updated news sometimes before anybody else knows. Also, we will put our podcast and we will do live Facebook shows. If you want to go ahead and sponsor us, or donate money to help us improve the technology we're currently using on our show, you can do so on this link as well. Right on this podcast, you can do that. We're trying to up some of our equipment. Well, right now, our next project is working on a rotary line phone where we can get five or six lines in here so we can do some live shows. 
When we come back from break, we're going to talk about some of the local teams, what they did in the draft, and what they possibly need to do in rounds two and three today. We'll be back right after this message. My motivational tip of the day, it's about a word called perseverance, something I believe in so much. You know, in life, you got to persevere. Many times, you're not going to reach your ultimate goal that you're pursuing. It's not going to happen sometimes. But if you keep persevering, so many people like to just quit after not having the success they're chasing. Don't quit. Don't be a quitter in anything in life. Persevere. Let that word perseverance be part of your vocabulary. Let it be part of your everyday living. Persevere. Chase your dreams. Chase your goals. And don't roll over. Yes, perseverance. I love it, man. I love it. The more shots you take, you get... That was the great Dickie V. Remember, every day here, you're a fan of Frankly Speaking. You already know we'll always have... The motivational tip of the day by our buddy Dick Vitale. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, Larry Frank. And, you know, we, we just talked about the some of the surprises in the NFL draft. Uh, and we're going to get into a little bit about the following of a lot of listeners. We're going to start talking about the local teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, also, a lot of our listeners that followers of both the New York Jets, and we're going to start off first with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you go to our Facebook page, our Facebook group page, it's a new group page, you go to um, search, hit Facebook, go to Frankly Speaking Sports, and it'll have you join. We actually have a current poll going on. Um, regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the poll is the Tampa Bay Bucks will lose in the playoffs. So they'll get to the playoffs and lose. They will not make the playoffs or they will make the Super Bowl. So far, early in our poll, and this poll will go to Monday, 47% of you right now say they will make the playoffs but will lose in the playoffs. 33% of you say which really surprised me, that they won't even make the playoffs, even with their additions. And then only 20 of you are confident that they will make the Super Bowl. So that poll question will be going on on a Facebook group page, Frankly Speaking Sports. Now, you know what? I'm watching the draft yesterday, and I'm watching all these people go by. I'm getting fired up. You know, the Bucks are going to pick soon. The Bucs are looking to pick number 13. And I'm like, okay, they need an offensive lineman. We know they need an offensive lineman. Becton's gone. He goes to the Jets. Wills, he goes to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, baby, that still leaves Worfs open. And then all of a sudden, you hear this from the Kamish. Caldwell, and thank you to all of our service members for your courage and sacrifice on behalf of our country. The San Francisco 49ers have traded the 13th pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the 13th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Tristan Wirfs, tackle Iowa. That's right, the big monster, Tristan Wirfs. He's a Buccaneer. He's going to protect Brady. They had a ground. Oh, my goodness gracious. I got so fired up. I almost, I'll tell you what, a short guy like me almost hit the freaking ceiling. And I'll tell you what, I was so fired up. If, I, if, if it wasn't Eastern Standard Time over there where my correspondent Craig Frank was, I, I would have picked up the phone and called him. But I had to do the next best thing. And I had to call him this morning. So it's really my great pleasure to introduce to you our frankly speaking correspondent who handles the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and follows them, Craig Frank. Craig, how are you doing this morning? Oh, Larry, good morning. Very, very uh, tired after watching that draft last night. And we had a lot of big storms here in Tampa Bay last night. So it was, uh, wasn't much sleep. Not much sleep. Uh, what, what, let me ask you before we get to the Buccaneers. Uh, first time ever, obviously, due to situations going on in the world, that the NFL did a virtual draft. What was your opinion of that? 
You know, uh, I, I thought all things considered, they did a nice job. You know, obviously it wasn't the same as having those fans there and uh, what goes on inside, outside. Uh, you know, the, the fans going crazy with the picks or they're booing the picks, you know, stuff of that nature. So you definitely lost the human element. But I think all things being considered, they did the best they could do under that situation. And, and uh, actually, it seemed like it moved a little quicker, especially some of the picks. Yeah, I, th- I, I actually thought the same thing. It seemed like uh, the time in between picks was uh, expedited a lot better than they actually do it in when they're doing it, you know, from a particular place. Now, let's talk. It's the 13th pick. The 49ers are on the board. They decide to trade with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who move up one spot. When you heard that before they announced who the Buccaneers were actually going to pick, what was your initial thoughts? Well, my initial thought was somebody moved up uh, uh, ahead of the Bucks to get Kristen Wirth. Um, you know, when I when uh, the way they were setting it up, when they said there has been no trade so far in the draft until now, when they said that, I said, "Oh no, someone went ahead of us because you know we were counting down linemen that." You know, either one of those four linemen would have been great, Larry, but the Buccaneers especially wanted Tristan Wirfs. They had him graded the highest out of all all the linemen. So they were shocked and thrilled to be able to move up to make sure. And they and they gave around their gave away their fourth round pick, but at the same time they got the man they've been targeting all along. And, you know, I don't think, uh, as you just mentioned, once the pick was announced, which our listeners just heard, no big surprise that they did take him. Oh, no, not at all. Like I said, uh, he, he was, he was the, the man they wanted from the get-go. He was the highest-ranked uh, lineman. Uh, the other ones were very, very good. And you know what? No matter who you got out of those four, you, you would have had a, a, a potential pro bowler. So, but for it to be the guy they wanted, he's so athletic, he's so quick, um, he's so strong. I mean, uh, they love, like I said, his athleticism. Um, he's the guy they wanted all along. And, you know, the one thing, if the, our listeners aren't too familiar with Tristan Wirfs, he uh, not only... Uh, was he great with the run? But he played at Iowa, and he was considered the best, the best pass protector in the country. And I don't think uh, number twelve is going to mind that. Uh, matter of fact, this draft was predicated on, on protecting Tom Brady. I mean, uh, we we talked the other day. Uh, I mean that that's why they got him, and they love the way he used his hands. I mean, being a uh, you know a wrestler in college. I mean, the, the skills that he has of being able to use his hand and his quickness and, and being able to, you know, push off edge rushers is really going to help him in this offense. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's unbelievable because today, 7 o'clock tonight, we get rounds 2 and 3. And, you know, the work isn't done yet, as you would say. Um, I would – I my my guess, and I want to get your sentiments, they – you know, whether you believe in Ronald Jones or not, they still need a running back. Um, and uh, they're probably, maybe, I, I would say a cornerback, definitely, in the, in, the, in the second round. I would definitely be looking at the receiver and cornerback. Any difference in opinion there? No, no, I, I agree. I, I agree that running back is going to be their, their big target coming up, for the, especially the next pick. They have a bunch of options they can do. Uh, they really like uh, Clyde Edwards uh, Hare, who the Chiefs took uh, last night. But there's some really, really good running backs. Uh, I mean, impact running backs out there that they're targeting. I know they love DeAndre Swift. If he falls, uh, the Bucks have the 45th pick in the uh, the 45th pick, uh, which uh, I can see them possibly. Maybe trying to use O.J. Howard and trade down to the 37th pick, okay, in the second round. Um, if DeAndre Swift is there, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Dobbins from Ohio State, 
and, and, and the dark horse, Cam Akers, Florida State. Mm-hmm. All, all these guys are the guys that fall into the tight back that Brady likes to be able to throw out of the backfield and make things happen once they get into space. And, you know, you talk about the Bucks having the 45th uh, pick. For those of you that are following the numbers, what that means is in the second phase of the draft, they have 13 picks before they pick right now. And Craig just talked about four running backs, uh, Akers, Taylor, Swift, and Dobbins. And I'll tell you what, I'm a, I would think they could possibly get one of them. I don't know if four people are going to go after. But like Craig said, they do have some trade bait now. Remember, they traded away now both fourth-round draft picks. So right now, the Bucks are without a pick in the fourth round. Now, Craig, you talked about O.J. Howard, and I'm glad you did because according to Jason Light, and, you know, he's going to say whatever he wants to say, but... He doesn't really sound like he has an interest in trading O.J. Howard. And as you know, O.J. Howard is not making a lot of money this year. He's still on his rookie contract. He said he would love to keep O.J. Howard and keep those three dangerous tight ends as one unit because sometimes Bruce Arians likes to set up with three tight ends. Yeah, and, and O.J. Howard's in the final year of his contract, and he still has a fifth-year option if they decide to pick him up. So, uh, basically, depending on Gronkowski's future with the Bucks, of course, we know he's here this year, but will he stay as long as Brady stays down here? You might still have that. That being said, the Bucks technically could have O.J. Howard through the 2021 season. Now, that being said, of course, they might have to use him. He might not want to have such a small role. And, if he, you know, you don't want an unhappy guy on your team. And that being said, if you can, you know, bargain, uh, put him together as a package to get the guy you really want and move up in the second round to 37, um, the 37th round pick or the fifth pick in the, in the second round, then oh, oh, they're, they're into winning right now. So that's what they should do. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that it's a win-now mentality down in Tampa. Now, you know, I understand they got the offensive tackle. They need a running back. But, you know, it takes two sides of the football to win. And right now they got, I mean, it's no argument anyway about the deep, uh, the offensive weapons this team has. Uh, but they still got to make some moves defensively, don't they? I'm hearing some rumblings here, and I don't know if you've heard it down there because we are in different parts of the country. And I guess I could say former Buccaneer, you know, Jameis Winston, who's still very involved, as you've seen in the community down there. Um, there's some rumbling that the Patriots were waiting to see if they were going to get a top-notch quarterback in the draft, and if not that Belichick may have some interest in Jameis Winston. Are you hearing anything down there about that? Yeah, we, we, we've heard a couple of things. You know, you, you hear a lot of rumors about Jameis, because right now, you know, he, he's a free agent. Uh, he would have never thought that he would be waiting for a job at this juncture. But what I think you're seeing is, you know, he would, at best, would be a backup somewhere right now. I've also heard rumblings, and, and I can't see it, but... I've heard we're also rumblings that Jameis, uh, you know, could come back with the buck in a fit if something were to happen to Brady. So, uh, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't wait for that to happen, but I, I 
him up, obviously. But the thing with the turnovers, that's what kills Jameis. The talent's there. When will the turnovers stop? And, and that's, that's what drove Arians crazy. And I, don't, I really believe Jameis would still be here if, no, if Brady was not a free agent and wasn't available. I, I think the only one that could really, really make the Bucks go after someone and, and move on from Jameis was Brady at this juncture. Craig, before we let you go, um, you watched the, I guess, most of the draft, if not the entire draft, last night. Anything that overwhelmingly surprised you, good or bad, in the draft in round one? Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised a little bit. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, from what I'm hearing, are very upset with the, the, pick, the, the Dolphins pick going after Tua. Uh, in the six without without being able to give him a physical. A lot of people felt that, you know, that they're taking a major, major chance when there was other impact players on the board. Um, I, I also thought that, you know, uh, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings about Hebert uh, out of Oregon. Uh, some people felt that he went uh, way too high, uh, for especially for how he played later in the year. Um you know, uh, you know how the draft is. You know, quarterbacks are going to be scrutinized. Uh, players are going to be scrutinized. Um, you don't know until three years after you draft them what, what you had or what you didn't have. Um, and we've seen it. There's been so many great picks, number one picks who are going to be, you know, no misses in the NFL. And three years later, they were out of the league. Yeah, I think the biggest surprise for me last night, and I actually – uh, in my opinion, I thought Tua was a great pick by, uh, you know, not only was it a great pick, I thought, but then they go right out and get an offensive tackle in the next pick to protect him. So I, I thought they actually did a pretty good job there. The one that surprised me, and I wanted your thoughts on it before you left, was the Green Bay Packers picking Jordan Love, a quarterback, when you have a 36-year-old Aaron Rodgers still playing. Uh, it seems like turnaround's fair play, you know? I mean, we were talking about this seven, eight years ago, nine years, whatever it was, when when um, Aaron Rodgers came in the league and Brett Favre was upset, and we all know how that turned out. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But, again, Rodgers has been hurt a lot, and, and, and people forget this is a business, and you always have to have somebody backing up in case somebody gets injured, and... In this case, um, I love their pick. I love, um, sorry, I'm blank on his name right now. Uh, oh, Love. Oh, oh Jordan Love, love. yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Jordan Love. And I love that pick for them. Okay. And, and I think he can just be a sponge and for the next two, three years, soak up whatever he can from Aaron Rodgers and, and be there when necessary. I think that's an outstanding pick by the Green Bay Packers. All righty. Well, Craig. We want to thank you very much. As always, anytime you know something goes on with Tampa Bay, we always give you a call, and hopefully we'll get another chance after the NFL draft. Sounds great, Larry, and keep up the great work. Really enjoy your show. Thank you. That was Craig Frank, our frankly speaking correspondent down from the Tampa Bay area, talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. Hope you are enjoying the show. What a great guest. Always glad to have Craig Frank, our Tampa Bay Buccaneer correspondent from Tampa, Florida, talking to us. And, you know, Craig made some real good points about the Buccaneers um, and about what some of their needs are. So for those of you Buccaneer fans... uh. Things are starting to look very, very good in Tampa Bay if they can go ahead and get that defensive side of the football taken care of. Now for the New York Jets. Before we get to the New York Jets, I want to remind you all to go to our new Facebook group page. It's called Frankly Speaking Sports. Go ahead there. Join us. Follow us. Listen to us. And please invite all your friends. There'll be an invite button once you join that allows you to invite all your friends to the group. Please do that. 
You can also contact us if you have any questions, concerns, topics at franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. You can also go to our Twitter page at Larry Frankis. That's with the U.S. at the end. Always post our podcasts on there daily and we get some updated news as well. And then our Facebook group page as well as a Facebook page. The old page was Frankly Speaking. The new group page is called Frankly Speaking Sports. That's how you can differentiate from all the other Frankly Speakings. We update that as much as possible with the latest and most updated sports news around. Usually we are one of the first. I say one of the first because obviously the sources I use to provide me with the information are the first one to report it. So lots of different ways. Also, go to our group page. We have a poll question. Love you all to get involved. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have three options. Will they make the playoffs and lose in the playoffs? Number two, will they not make the playoffs? And number three, will they make the Super Bowl? So far, our updated poll has 47% of you saying they will make the playoffs but lose sometime in the playoffs. Then 33% of you say they will not even make the playoffs at all, even with all the additions. Come on, fans. I'm telling you, they got Brady, they got Gronk, they got Evans, they got Godwin. Oh, come on, they just got a beast in worse on the offensive line. What else are you asking for besides the defense? So, go ahead and do that poll question. Now go into the New York Jets. I'm waiting yesterday, I believe it's the 11th pick off the top of my head um, with the New York Jets. And the first thing I'm thinking is my buddy from Alabama, Jerry Judy. You know, Jerry Judy. My gosh. Donald needs some weapon like him. All he's got there now, he's got Crowder. He's got Brashad Perryman, who, believe it or not, you're going to find out, Jet fans, is a pretty darn good receiver that you got from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was their third receiver, and that's only because you had Godwin and Evans and it's very humbling to be a uh, third receiver under those guys. So I'm watching, I'm watching Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. And then what comes up? Mikel Becton. Or Mekai Becton, I should say, is how you pronounce his name. And I'm thinking, I'm like, ugh. But I'll tell you what. This guy, after thinking about it, was the best move. It really was. This guy is a beast. I believe he's out of Louisville. Um, real athletic. Uh, has great, uh, you know, movement skills, and is just, just incredible. And because I was actually thinking that if they did not pick him, and they went for Worfs, let's say the Jets as that position then you would have probably seen the Bucks go after Becton. But after thinking about it, what I thought, what good is Harry Crowder? What good is Harry Perryman? And what good would it be to add Judy if you're not going to give Donald time to throw the football? And when I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? Joe Douglas did the right thing. Joe Douglas, you, for all you Jet fans out there, Joe Douglas did the right thing. And this is what he did. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Bakai Becton. Tackle, Louisville. Yep, and that was it. That was the announcement that I heard. And it, it's a great, great move. Now, the Jets still need to see, do some work. I believe they got, if I'm correct, they got still three picks today. Today, they got the 48th, I believe, the 68th, and the 79th pick in the draft. So the Jets, although they have some work to do, I, I think they got a good chance of really solidifying some of that team today. They obviously need 
um, a wide receiver. And the big question is going to be when the Jets, if they don't trade up and they stay at 48th, question is, will someone like Michael Pittman Jr. be available for the New York Jets? The Jets are looking for also a cornerback. They're looking for um, not a, yeah, a cornerback and an edge rusher. So the New York Jets, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after that wide receiver, depending on who's available. I mean, there are a lot of top notch. There hasn't been, I don't even know if any, except for Judy and Ruggs, or Hugs, down um, from Alabama. I don't think there's been any other receivers really going in the draft. I'm sorry. Uh, Cam also went to the Cowboys. So there's been some that have gone, but there's still a very good class of wide receivers that are available in this draft, such as uh, Taylor and Swift and Dobbins and Akers from FSU. So there's a lot of stuff out there. So it'll be real interesting to see, uh, you know, what the New York Jets can do with these three picks coming up. Um, today, um, in round two and three, you, you know, and don't also be surprised if you see someone like Lloyd Cushenberry of LSU, the center, the Jets may have some interest in him too. You know, in one mock draft, he was picked going in the late first round, but he's a second round pick that can solidify an offensive line. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see them, you know, a long shot, go after Cushenberry if he's also available at that time. Now, let's talk about some local teams here. The Cowboys, before we get to the Chiefs. Um, Candy Lamb. I'll tell you what, this was fun. I mean, if you saw Jerry Jones on his yacht last night, and you see Mike McCarthy, you know, on the other half of the screen, these guys are like little kids at a candy store. They're jumping up and down. They were so excited to see Lamb available at um at the pick when they were able to pick him. I mean, he's I'll tell you one thing, this guy is an impressive playmaker, has Unbelievable ball skills and just has an unbelievable ability to run with the football. I mean, and for this team, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, they signed Amari Cooper. I think they got Gallup over there. Now they had this guy who can score from anywhere on the field. Offensively, this team is a major threat. The problem with this team, who was third overall in offense last year, is their defense. They lost some people on defense, so now they got a 51st pick and an 82nd pick. So they're going to have to go through some either a safety, a cornerback, an edge rusher. Um, they're going to have to see what's available at number 51. You know, I think if someone like a defensive end from Georgia, Cornelius Washington, or maybe a, a Jonathan Cyprin, the, they're very high on this guy for some reason. Um, Cyprin, the strong safety out of FIU, Florida International, if he's available. I think they go after the strong safety in Cyprion from FIU. Uh, that's just my opinion. But needing a safety, a cornerback, an edge rusher. And remember, this team is going to need a center as well. So based on what's available, Cushenberry, if he's still available uh, at that time, if he's not swooped up by anyone, could be a fit since... Frederick, you know, unexpectedly retired. So, you know, the Cowboys, hey, very good pick. I, I think it was a good pick for them. Uh, and I just enjoyed watching the pick because they were so excited about it. When we come back from break in our last segment, we are going to talk about the local team, the Kansas City Chiefs. And boy, oh boy. I was very impressed 
with that pick last night at number 32. We'll be back to talk more about it right after this commercial break. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking on this NFL Day 1 recap. Uh, really, really excited Day 1. I'm for yesterday, but I'm even more excited for today, rounds two and three, to see what these teams are going to do. You know, it's it's easy or more simplified to pick the people in the first round for sports show hosts like myself. But as you get to these later rounds, you know, things just tend to surprise you because you never know who's going to pick what. A lot more trades happen, and as Craig said, you know, two of the teams, um, actually followers of us, that I see maybe doing a trade, um, not together necessarily, but with some people to move up, might be the Jets and might be the Buccaneers. So, um, you know, looking, I'm really looking forward to tonight's draft. Uh, we're just about to get into the Kansas City Chiefs. Want to remind all of you, you heard earlier Craig Frank our uh, frankly speaking correspondent out of the Tampa Bay area. We are currently looking for correspondents in every state, not every city, okay? You know, people that are involved in Facebook pages. You know, we get a lot of special guests on our show, like the Greg Lormans, the Rich Herreras, the Jeff Cavanaugh's, the Al Kex. And, uh, you know, yesterday we had Hunt Palmer on from LSU. If you are interested in that, Please get in touch with me. Um, we, we love to have you on the show. Any expert of any teams in those states, we love to have you. So just get in touch with me. Once again, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, topics you'd like to talk about, go to franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. Go to our Twitter account, at Larry Frankis. That's with the U.S. at the end. Our new Facebook group. Go to your Facebook account, hit the search button, type in Frankly Speaking Sports. Join our group. Invite all your friends to join our group. We are getting bigger and bigger and try to provide you with the quickest, most updated sports news. Also, our podcast will be on there daily. We would love to have you. Also... If you're interested in this show going on for a long, long time, you can help us out by sponsoring us, whether it's with commercials, uh, donating, whatever you like to do. We're going to continue to grow, 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 and we're looking to update our technology so we can provide you not just with podcasts, but also some live shows. Now, getting into the local team, baby, Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. He's back at quarterback. So, what does a Super Bowl team like the Kansas City Chiefs need to add to keep being successful? Gary Frank. With the 32nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs select Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back LSU. I'm sorry, folks, but I'm speechless. I'm speechless. What a great, great pickup. I mean, I, I could not believe this. I'm sitting there and going, the rich just got richer. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's not only tough, he's quick and strong. Um, He has the power to be a truly effective back with the Chiefs. The guy, listen to these... Statistics, 215 rushes in 2019 for LSU, 414 yards rushing on the ground for this young man. He averaged 6.6 .6 yards per carry, 6.6 .6 yards a carry, okay? And remember that he's also a kick returner and 
in addition to his 1,400 yards rushing, he had 453 yards receiving. 16 touchdowns. 16. 16 out of the 60 touchdowns that Joe Burrows had was to this guy. Unbelievable. What a, what a steal. You, I just can't believe it. This guy, all SEC, all SEC honors. He was first as a running back and second as a returner. My goodness. Kansas City Chiefs, I just cannot believe it. How great a, I mean, th that's huge. That's huge. Uh, I just can't tell you. You just keep adding them to that Chiefs team. Keeps getting better and better and better. And now, today, they got two more picks. That's right. Two more picks. They got the 63rd pick and the 96th pick. So, they got some lower second of the half day type picks. But, you know, you look at that. They, they need an offensive lineman. Um, and they need a wide receiver. And once again, there's still a lot of good receivers out there. I don't think, I'm not going to say the quality, but not as good as quality as the Jets or the Buccaneers may see at their picks. But at 63rd, there might still be someone available. You just never know if a Michael Pittman Jr. might be available um, if somebody hasn't taken him yet at an offensive lineman. So, you know, I can't say enough about Reed and that team in uh, Kansas City. You know, I'm really looking forward. I've never been to Arrowhead Stadium. I've been to Raymond James. I've been in Miami to that stadium. I've been to Jacksonville. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Tennessee. Um, never had the chance yet to go to Arrowhead Stadium. And I'm hoping so much they're going to allow fans to come in and watch these games because I am looking so forward to watch Patrick Mahomes play this year for the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, folks, we had a full, full day today. A lot of things about to happen. Second and third round tonight starting at 7 o'clock on ABC and also tomorrow rounds 4 through 7 starting at noon. Want to thank you all, as always, for listening to our podcast. Once again, you have any questions, concerns, or thoughts, you know how to get in touch with us. Everybody have a great, great weekend. And we'll be back with a full recap of the entire NFL draft on this Monday. Thank you.